Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. It's Tony Robbins. Hey, guys. I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching Hollywood Raw. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. The podcast humanizing Hollywood. From celebrities to media moguls, even paparazzi and bodyguards have come to break news, break their silence, or just have a great conversation on Hollywood Raw. If they're on Hollywood Raw, there's a reason. From Page Six to TMZ, Daily Mail, and People Magazine, everyone is talking about the Hollywood Raw podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glenn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast. It is time for your weekend Raw Rundown. We're going to get right into it. We have a special guest this week. Not only do I have Adam here, but I also have Dana Wilkie. You know her. uh, Well, obviously everyone does from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. But she's also got a huge podcast that we were recently guests on called Dishing Drama with Dana Wilkie. And then she also has her own YouTube uh, program called Decadish Dan. Am I saying this right? Okay, I just want to make sure I'm saying it. (laughs) (laughs) So she's going to join us today as we do our Raw Rundown, and we're going to jump right into this. Make sure you are subscribed. Um, You like uh, our video so we can bring all the daily entertainment content to you, but let's get caught up right now. All right, let's jump in. Number 10. Nini Leakes be, uh, is suing Bravo for racism. If you guys did not see the story, she basically filed a suit on Wednesday claiming the show uh, was a racist and a hostile environment and that she was complaining about it for years. She complained about her co-star Kim Zolciak. And, uh, and because of the complaints, she ended up getting fired. Dana, you are the perfect person to have on. You have already worked for Bravo. You know the ins and outs. Your thoughts on this lawsuit well it's weird right because um she's suing andy cohen as executive producer and she's suing bravo she did not include kim in the lawsuit which i thought was kind of unusual since it's kim on the show uh that she's saying is doing all these awful things she basically uh said well what it alludes to in the lawsuit is the allegation is that kim uses the n-word that she's uh calls people's homes ghetto that she's some other stuff right okay, screw all that i want to know what do you think do you think bravo the network as a whole is racist well i think the real i, I mean what do you break that down into um i think nini obviously feels that they were and has felt that they were for a long time because she's talked about it. She even believes that people were uh, at one point she was saying that she thought she was being threatened Mm -hmm. um, for bringing this lawsuit. That was definitely out in gossip land. Um, I can't comment because I never experienced racism on my show because my show wouldn't. Right. Because you, but until you never, you... there was uh, no one that would have experienced that, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, 
Yeah, I don't know what to say on this. I can tell you this. Um, there have been other allegations made unrelated to racism, uh, but poor conduct in protecting cast members mm -hmm. on other shows against Bravo and Evolution and all this. So I would say that, um, you know, maybe what Bravo didn't do is protect their cast members better and be more aware of what, you know, hearing someone, you know, maybe be more woke, let's say. Um, but I mean, I guess we have to see all the evidence, right? I don't know. Yeah. Adam, you've, you've interviewed every Bravo star under the sun. It, have you heard more about this or have you kind of heard leakings or talked to people about this kind of stuff? I mean, we've talked to other housewives, you know, and some have, you know, said, yeah, there should be more diversity on the show. Um, I'm just curious how this ends. Does this actually go to court? Do they settle before court? Because sometimes you hear about these court cases, but they never really come go to, anywhere. Go anywhere. So it's like, are they just going to basically give Nene money just to pay her to, hey, here's, you know, a couple hundred grand. Just it's over. We'll do better and just settle. Like, is it actually going to go to court? That's my I, I don't know. And I don't know what her is her ultimate goal to have the network change. Is it to have just people aware of the situation? Is it the payout? I, I don't know what ultimately she personally wants, uh, but I hope she gets whatever that is, uh, honestly. And uh, if it is for the network just to be count, like held accountable for their actions, then, you know, by all means. All right, let's move on to well, just number. Really quick, I oh, want to yeah, say she supported it. Black Lives Matters. And that's why she feels that she was booted off the show. That's her legitimate feeling about it. Now we'll have to see, as you guys said. So I think this is more uh, less about money for Nini. Mm -hmm. And and I, I met Nini a few times and I don't think she'd be about the money. Believe it or not. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. No, fair enough. All right. Number nine, Sophia Richie is engaged. I guys, I didn't even know she was dating someone. I feel like I haven't followed uh, you know Sophia Richie's life since she was dating Scott Disick. And so this came out of left field for me. Uh, she's engaged to a guy named Elliot Grange. His father is the CEO of Universal Music Group. They've apparently been living together, but I just started laughing because I'm like, Poor Scott Disick, who literally <laughs> all of his exes are getting engaged this year. <laughs> it's I mean, got to yeah, be weird for him. Bad for him. But it's also amazing that Sophia Richie somehow is, in my opinion, kept her name relatively in the news. Because this is – her photos still are purchased or are still on Daily Mail every day. They're on Us Weekly. Like there's still some interest in Sophia Richie. But we never hear her talk. We never really hear her side. But you're right. I mean, Scott Disick, how does he feel? Two of his exes now have gotten engaged within the past six months. It's pretty wild. Well, Scott did a post mirroring exactly what you guys are saying now um, on his social media. And he wrote like in his caption, I'm like officially the good luck Chuck, which, <laughs> <It's fun. laughs> which was a movie but like, do you <laughs> where the guy... Everybody he dated uh, ended up getting married or falling in love with their true love after him, and he could never find it himself. So <laughs> there you have it. Uh, but a weird choice for her. Did you guys yeah. think that? 
Yes and no. I mean, listen, you see who the guy's dad is. It's like we know her because of her dad. It's just like Hollywood royalty. I mean, this is basically how I feel like her story was supposed to come to an end. You know, like, yeah, she's supposed to marry. She was going to marry, you know, some guy who's working on a construction site. She was going to end up with someone who came from some royalty or some sort of money. Yeah, but he still has to be good looking. I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah, that's a different story. Yeah, really, I don't know. You're not really having really sex with your dad, right? <laughs> Just he's saying. hilarious. <laughs> I love it. All right, Sorry. number number eight, Vin Diesel announcing the title of the final Fast and Furious movie, which. What are they on? Like number 47 at this point. Um, yeah, they named it Fast X. Any thoughts on that? No, zero thoughts for me on that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they just saved money on like the ink for like the posters. You know, they're like, listen, it's cost us a lot of money for the posters. We don't need some really long and Tokyo drift. Like some, you know, the less words, the less letters, the better. So they saved money. But no, you know, they're like, they're like, let's just go take his triple X movie posters and just Photoshop off a couple X's and we're good to go. You see, same he actor, loves X's, same guys. crap. Yeah. <laughs> but did you? People were going nuts. Did you see all the like people making fun of it? Like, if you went through Twitter, everyone was making fun of it, tying it to X Men, tying it to Triple X, tying it to what, like X Lax, like everything. I get it. It's funny. I mean, but at what Fast and Furious did you sort of slow down and stop watching? Oh, dude, I was out after like two, maybe two or three. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you can only I, do I'm so not many the demo ever. for that film. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, a bunch of people who drink Mountain Dew. I don't know. Like it's, uh, it's, it's just a, it's crazy. I mean, props to them for that franchise for not to be in a comic book type movie, but to just keep going and going. Listen, I'm not mad at Vin Diesel. Don't, you know, I, it's, I respect him. He's for a sweetie. I love Vin Diesel. Yeah, I, yeah, I worked on one of his made. movies. He's very nice, very talented guy. Um, and he's a marketing genius. Let's face it. Hot chicks, fast, fast cars, you know, not a lot, of, you know, short attention span content. Love it. Yep. Sell it every time. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the amount of money that man has made off these these movies is out of control. All right. Coming in at number seven, the movie Rust that Alec Baldwin fatally shot and killed the cinematographer on is now getting hit with major, major fines. A New Mexico Occupational Health and Safety Bureau gave the movie a one hundred and thirty six thousand dollar fine to rust movie productions uh basically they did a whole they they dug into this try to figure out what had happened they said that there was numerous incidences that where there were misfires on set they did not take the proper uh precautions to then uh make sure the movie was safe and so alec is now feeling that this exonerates him he put out a big old statement saying we're grateful to the new mexico occupational health and safety bureau <laughs> for in investigating this um, and now this basically exonerates him. Does this exonerate him, Dana? Wow. Yeah, no, no, it doesn't exonerate him. Um, it doesn't exonerate him because he's a producer on the film. He's not just an actor in the movie. Producers by PGA rules, you know, usually are in charge of everything from beginning to end and responsible for very important decisions on the production. You can't just back off from that. And uh, this fine and the words that they used, uh, you know, negligence and I mean, it was willful, willful negligence was used by OSHA. That's very willful. 
I mean, you know, this is inexcusable. Sorry. Uh, I think, you know. And I also go back to there's a lot of actors who say they always double check to make sure they're not live rounds in their gun. Even when they're given a gun, they say, thank you, sir, for handing me a gun and telling me it's safe. I'm going to double check myself. Oh, yeah. And they went on to say in the report that the AD did not take the time to even ask Hannah, who was the armorist, to come in and do her job on set. So he he took over that responsibility and then didn't follow through with the proper procedure. And there were multiple incidences. They didn't have a procedure for making sure live rounds didn't get on the set, which is required. They uh, they didn't do the proper safety checks throughout the time. There were other reports by several crew members that there were, uh, you know, bad use of guns, unsafe practices related to guns. I mean, I don't know what else to say. We've all worked on yeah. stuff. It's not normal. That's not typical, even in a low budget film. Sorry. So, th this production aside, Adam, on a scale of one to 10, how big of an asshole is Alec Baldwin on the <laughs> Well, I mean, listen, I, 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 I <laughs> that's the question, really. <laughs> I agree with everything Dana said. The, the thing that just is so crazy to me, like someone unfortunately lost her life and there's a family there. And Alec Baldwin, no one asked for him to exonerate himself. Like, just stay quiet. Just don't mm -hmm. talk about it. He, do, he doesn't know how. He Great can't point. stop himself. That's the craziest part. And I get it. Like when you're, you know, when you're drowning, you're treading for water, you're just trying to pull anything or anyone down with you it's one of those things where it's such a bogus stupid thing to say just shut the fuck up and just wait until you know wait till everything comes out wait till we have every kind of detail of what happened on set like just it's so stupid for him to say anything i think in anything he put his foot in his mouth and just this is what I mean, Alec Baldwin he does, does. It over and over and over again. Like, shut up, Alec Baldwin. All right. Speaking Great of comment. a lot of talking, I don't know if you guys have been following the number six story, which is the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard defamation hearing that has been going on all week. Uh, it went on last week as well. But this week it got crazy because Johnny Depp hit the stand uh, and they have been playing voicemails, recordings putting up text messages showing diary entries i mean showing it is diarrhea in the in that diary wild poop. yeah poop in the sheets <laughs> yeah, it was it was on the dogs i mean yeah. uh adam what has been your reaction to this wild wild court case i would say the 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 biggest reaction i have from it is how johnny depp is really putting himself all out there you know how he's being so it, you know, a lot of this stuff is embarrassing, but he's willing to put it all out there saying he has nothing to hide. And I get I give him a lot of respect for that. I also respect when he's sitting, you know, when he's talking to the lawyers, like when he's being, you know, he's in the court case, like how calm he is during all this, but also how much he's, you know, we're, we're seeing a different side of Johnny Depp. Like we always he, he was always mysterious. But when you're in a courtroom, you can't really be mysterious. You have to be like. Especially when they're person. talking about you're listening to audio of him saying, I'm I'm going to cut myself. And Amber's like, no, don't cut yourself. I mean, they're fucking weird. Like, let's just be honest. Yeah. Like, let's be 100 percent here. <laughs> they were fucking weird together. So yeah. and you're getting to hear all of the nitty gritty details. Dana, your thoughts on it? Have you been watching any of this? Oh, yeah. Um, I have a weird theory. Uh, about this. Um, after listening to all the testimony by the medical professionals and less from Johnny and Amber, because I 
I don't know. I can't, I don't get them at all. Like you're saying, I just wanted to hear what outsiders were saying about mm -hmm. it. And for me, I feel like this might be a cry for help by Johnny Depp. This is my, my weird theory. I feel like Johnny Depp took this libel case is going to completely, you know, he's already kind of humiliated himself in terms of like his drug use, which seems like, you know, six different things and constant and his mental breakdowns, which is terrible. And then Amber's seems like, you know, she's also a victim, but she's also, you know, not a victim in some ways. And like, it's just to me, why would Johnny Depp put this out in the public eye? And I feel like, could it be, because he did say in one text message to a doctor that he felt like he had no friends, like no real friends. So like, I wonder, is this him saying, okay, everybody, like I have all these drug issues and I've struggled with all these problems and I need some help instead of, you know, really what this case is about which is whether or not she alluded to using, you know, talking to him in an abuse thing in a Washington Post article. She didn't use his name, but used his time frame. Yeah, I, I think this is about just him clearing up his reputation. I think it has nothing to do with that particular article. I think he wants to now be looked at as a good guy because she she made him look like such a bad guy. That's my opinion. But I will tell you, people. If you want more of this, because obviously this is just the raw rundown, we have been talking all week to our, our friend Danny, who runs the Tipsy Until Innocent podcast. She was actually in court the last two weeks, sitting there watching this all go down in person. Uh, she's been giving us play-by-play -play of what it was like, how Johnny's uh, appearance was, how his demeanor is, how Amber's been acting all from a first-person perspective. So we've uploaded those onto our podcast stream. If you want to check them out, they basically just say Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, and go check them out. But they're 45 minutes talking to people that are very, very invested in this case. Um, if you just want more Johnny and more Amber. All right. Uh, number wait, five. Wait, one thing I have yeah, to yeah. say on that really quick. How could you say really quickly? How could you say this is to make him look good? Like, what have you heard? Well, I think weeks? I think this is to make or him even look. how he looks like. I think it's to make him not look like he is the abuser because that's what was put out there. And I think that's what he wants. I don't think I don't think he cares. He's like, I'm I'm an addict. I've had a lot of shit go on in my life. I just don't want the public to then crucify me and say I'm a, a woman beater if that's not the case. So I think that's what all he's there is to try to prove. He doesn't need the money from this. He doesn't need that. You know, he just wants to make her look bad is really what I think it comes down to. I agree with you, Dex. Yeah, it's, uh, okay. I think, put himself all out there. He's willing to take some embarrassment because this is a very embarrassing story Everything th with everything that goes with it. But, yes, I agree with you. He's just trying to protect himself that he abuses women. Yeah. yeah. All right, number five, Prince Harry did this exclusive interview with Hoda Kotb over during the Invictus Games. Uh, and I thought, I don't know if you guys watched it or not, I thought it was what he did didn't say during this interview, which was the most powerful. Dane, I see you shaking your head. What do you, do you agree with me there? Yeah, totally. I agree. Although I was really uh, shocked when he said that he felt like his home was Santa Barbara in the U.S. Not the U.K. Yeah. Yeah, I think that part was huge. I think that when uh, Hoda asked him, do you miss your dad and your brother? 
And he dodged that fucking question faster than I've ever seen anyone dodge a question. He was like, well, I'm focused on the Invictus games right now. And so that is where I'm like, wow. Like that, you can tell throughout this whole interview, there is st- still a lot of hurt and pain, not only from, I think, the citizens of the UK that kind of like turned their backs on him. I think his family members, but he was quick to basically shower his grandma with love that he went out there he had this like secret meeting with his grandma um before her birthday just to you know stop in it sounds like it went great they laughed together so nothing but love for grandma not so much for dad and brother though yeah i'm actually surprised dax that we don't see you know they live in santa barbara and dax as your background as someone who's seen a lot of photos from the the photo desk with all the photo agencies how are we not seeing more paparazzi photos of him because they're on this massive estate, which they don't need to leave in the first place. There's not a lot of paps. Dan, have you seen? I, I like. I don't feel like I ever see pap photos from Santa Barbara. It's not. It's just not a place where paps hang out because you're not going to get people. Like it's not like Oprah's leaving her Montecito estate very often to head into Santa Santa Monica. You can be hidden up there very easily. Yeah, the houses, the mansions, I should say, not the houses, the mansions in Montecito are ridiculous. And they're on lots of land. Yeah. So I'd, you know, it's it's like compounds. It's way better. Yeah. And you'd have to go and do that two hour drive. And as a pap, you'd probably want to stop on State Street and have drinks and have fun instead of go take photos. (laughs) Go to a winery. Yeah, I I just it's not the place like Adam, how we always talk about when people bitch about being photographed by the paparazzi. And I think then go somewhere where the paparazzi aren't so you're not bitching about it. Montecito is the place to go. You will not get your photo taken up there because you're out of the hornet's nest. So that's why they go up there. All right, number four, Thor, uh, the Love and Thunder, new trailer release. It's been three years since Chris Hemworth has starred in his own movie, and so Chris Pratt's in it, and there is this huge scene at the end where Natalie Portman comes out as the mighty Thor catches the hammer. Everyone goes absolutely nuts. Are you guys Marvel fans? Are you guys excited for this? (laughs) Dex, didn't we do a podcast this week that we went on (laughs) and we knew nothing about this stuff? No, Marvel. You know I do Marvel. You, I, on no, the other hand. I love Marvel. Can, I'm yeah. a big Marvel fan. <laughs> are you a Marvel fan or a Chris Hemsworth fan, Dana? No, I'm a Marvel fan, but also a Chris Hemsworth fan. But I lost, I wasn't happy with him fat on the last movie. <laughs> and I didn't like that he like lost his love because they sold me so hard on that love story. That when, you know, they came up with that, like, whatever it was, like a quick, we're not going to have her in this movie thing. I was devastated. Like, I was like, okay, I'm out. That that really was like that. I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. And I need to know where this lies in the Marvel Universe timeline, because I was very confused. I, I haven't really dove into this one like I will do with other Marvel movies. But I'm like, he has his eyeball back. He's skinny she's there. I'm like, wait, what the hell is happening? So I need to do a little more work on to figure out where this is. But the one thing that made me really sad was I started Googling like the name of the movie. And the biggest thing that popped up was the soundtrack that goes under. That means people didn't know that that was a Guns N' Roses song. Are you serious? I swear to God. People, it it literally said, um, Love and Thunder song during trailer. And I'm like, Oh, God, how do people not know this song? (laughs) 
I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to go cry after this uh, show, you guys, because <laughs> I'm realizing how old I am now. <laughs> that, that's We're all that old. All right. So number three, Black China versus the Kardashians. This was another huge court case uh, this week. This is that $100 million lawsuit. She says that the Kardashians, well, Kris Jenner mostly, uh, got her show canceled, ruined her TV career, basically painted her out as a, uh, a boyfriend beater. And so uh, Black China was on the stand this week, and they were asking her questions found out that she had wrapped the charging cable around rob kardashian's neck pulled a an unloaded gun and pointed at him and all said it was just jokes um had, have you guys followed this one at all it's i mean it's crazy that she's like in my opinion again this is not yeah. again i'm just thinking it's crazy that how much attention Black China is trying to bring to this case. Like, she's being very seen. Like, she's going out. Like, she's – it's funny. Like, I feel like in the past, since this case kind of has been going on, I feel like I've been seeing so many paparazzi videos and shots of her. We actually have a great video on our, our, on our Instagram or TikTok of her at a Chipotle just getting a drink. I don't know. It's fascinating. We have – But that this is – this is Black China. This is normal. Like she takes these opportunities and turns them into big media spectacles because, like she said, she's like, I, my TV career, career is ruined. How else are we going to be talking about Black China? You know what I'm saying? Dina, what are your thoughts on Black China? Have you ever ran into her out in LA or Beverly Hills or anything? Uh, no, but I've studied her in great detail <laughs> as I do on my <laughs> gossip channel. I take it very seriously. Um, and I, of course, listened to Tokyo Tony, her mom's interviews, which are epic. <laughs> Just to oh, say yeah. that. Oh yeah, they're so good. Okay. Um, what struck me is that the Kardashians legal team is definitely trying to put out there that is this a trial for the purposes you're saying or a PR stunt? Mm -hmm. So they're already playing into that, uh, you know, with the jury people. They've been Which saying, is funny because I would say the same about the Kardashians. Everything right. they do is a PR stunt yeah. and a reason to talk about on their show. So yeah. China was literally made from the same mold as them. So anyway, keep going. Yeah. So they all went also to jury selection and all this stuff that, you know, you really normally wouldn't go. So I have a feeling they're using it for a PR stunt also, as you're saying. What it really comes down to is she's saying, I was joking. You know, I, we were partying. I mean, that's the key thing, right? Like L.A. partying. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I grabbed a cord and he was playing his video games and I went behind him and I was laughing and I put the cord like, oh, get off. You know, that's what she's uh, saying. And she's saying that he always knew the gun wasn't loaded and he was playing with the gun when she took it over. And that's the picture she's painting. Bottom line, do I think that E canceled the show because the Kardashians asked them to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were the money makers <laughs> and they were pissed off at China and they said, get rid of her. It's either them or her or us. And E said, goodbye, China. Exactly. I don't think that this comes down to them worried about filming, you know, that they wouldn't film together or any of that. I think this was strictly a Kardashian. Um, yeah. And also, how fast do TV shows come and go in this industry? Like, you know what, China, if it wasn't Chris saying get this shit off the air, then it was going to potentially go away anyway after one season. So $100 million seems like a pretty hefty fine. All right. Number two, Wait, this one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> about this is, you know, 
when you're in a court case, you can't lie. You have to, and the, the lawyers will ask you some pretty tough questions. China revealed in court that she made about $2 million in 2020, 2019, 2018, and she makes most of her money on celebrity appearances. And uh, that's some of her money, but the most of the money, I guess her major, where most of the money comes in is from OnlyFans. Um, so it's just interesting to see where the money is. But she has said that she, she said in court that she's, she hasn't paid taxes in years. I just paid mine this week. I'm like, what? After all the work, what? I, you, don't, you haven't paid why, taxes. Why would you say that in a court of law? So that's what Kim's lawyer, uh, I'm sorry, not Kim, the Kardashian's lawyer. The, I, I, the Kardashian's lawyer asked uh, Black China about this, and she said in her testimony that she hasn't, uh, she admitted to not filing taxes since 2018, 2019. So she's going to need this $100 million to pay off that tax debt here because, trust me, Uncle Sam's going to be like, let me take notes. Thank you for that receipt. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. I can't get over it. It's nuts. And the other thing that I thought was interesting during this court case was just finding out more about Rob. I mean, we all know that he's kind of been very reclusive over the years, but she painted him out to sound like crazy jealous, would steal her phone, lock himself in the closet, go through all her texts just to see if she was talking to other guys. So I got to imagine he is the one Kardashian that definitely doesn't want this court case to be going on because he's like, Shit, all my, my private information is going to be out there. Um, number two, Queen Elizabeth turned 96 on Thursday. Uh, well, that is today because we're taping on Thursday. Uh, but she turned 96, and uh, I guess the palace told People Magazine that the Queen is spending her birthday privately, probably because her whole family sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what the best part of the Queen uh, turning 96 is? What's that? They made her into a Barbie. Yay! Are you serious? I didn't see yeah. this. What, what did they do? Yeah. they. I'm a Barbie collector. I know that's really lame. I get it. But I love it. And um, yeah, they just did this. Uh, like It's already sold out. You can't even get one. So they, they came out with this Barbie to honor the queen. She's like a hot queen Barbie. <laughs> And she's and she's so cool and it already sold out and everyone bought them up already. And I have a feeling, you know, I don't know. I, I just think this is going to be so huge. Now, maybe it wasn't directly related to her birthday. It could have been the Jubilee, too. But mm -hmm. you get the drift. Anyway, that was the highlight for me. Okay. <laughs> Adam, you have something you'd like to say to the I'm queen about her birthday? The, I'm just curious what her normal day is like. Like, what does she eat? Does she watch TV? Like, what's the queen's life like? I, like I, I wish there was just, I mean, not a reality show, but more of like a documentary thing. Just, I just, I'm just so curious of what she does. Like, obviously, her style is very unique. It's very, I guess, queen-ish, very old queen-ish. Queen <laughs> you should watch The Crown. Oh yeah. my gosh, it's yeah, so it good. Great. great show. Dax loves that show. I love, love it. it. I, I'm a I'm, I'm a huge fan of the, the the royals. I honestly am, and I joke when I say that her her family's awful, but that show really paints people out to not be the greatest human beings on the planet and very self-centered and about themselves. And, you know, and so that's why I joke because I'm like probably the one grandson she really wants to spend time with is now calling Santa Barbara home. Um, anyway. All right. And they did release a photo of her standing between two giant white horses. So if you want to check that out, that's oh, it's so it was so epic. That picture. I do want to say something. It, it, you know, Harry said something in that interview you brought up earlier that was really disturbing. He said that he really wants his ki his kids to get to know the queen. Mm -hmm. So that means that she's had very little interaction with them. He's been friend. like 
banned from that. I mean, they they literally kicked him out. So, so she doesn't know them. She he said, yeah, he he basically I don't think she had even met the younger one yet. Yeah, that's devastating. Forget the horses like you want to meet your grandkids, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, brutal. It's 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 just not a normal family. It's an organization. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like it's this company is, royal. I think I think this is the big reason that he pieced out is he's like, this is not family like family doesn't do this to each other. Family talks things out and families has conversations and we are an organization and if the if i don't fit into the organization organization or my wife doesn't or my kids don't or my kids are too too brown for your liking then we get kicked out like it's so wild okay uh number Very one insightful yeah number <laughs> one the uh the biggest story of the week asap rocky arrested at lax and this is in connection with this 2001 incident, I guess there was a shooting that occurred around Hollywood at like 10, 15 p.m. It started out as an argument between two acquaintances, as they say it. And now ASAP Rocky is accused of firing a handgun at another person who sustained a minor injury. And they got him at LAX when he was coming back from Barbados, cuffed him. Normally, they'll give heads up. They did not in this situation. Um, and we are being told, well, not we, but TMZ is being told that uh, uh Rihanna was completely blindsided by this whole thing. All right. What do you guys think about the biggest story, Dana? Wow, he's having a bad week. Okay, really, really bad week. First, the cheating rumor comes out with the Fenty shoe designer, Amina Muadi, uh, said by fashion influencer, self-proclaimed messy guy, Louis Pisano. That comes out supposedly untrue, but sends the internet, uh, you know, ablaze that that he's a cheater and Rihanna and him are over. And then he goes on this romantic vacation and he comes back and he's arrested for being associated with a gun event that like he I, they're even alleging that he shot someone and hurt them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really serious. It's not just being around it. It's like involved with it. And he's got a new baby coming. Like, wow, it's a lot. Yeah, no, I, it, it there's, it's pretty insane. It's an insane story. I mean, this is a, a very successful big time rapper with one of the biggest, a billionaire, Rihanna, you know, and then he's being, you know, it's, they're, they're investigating to see if he had anything to do with this. I think it's very interesting through this whole this whole story that the LA police were able to keep this, uh, they, they blindsided, they blindsided, you know, ASAP Rocky and Rihanna, like they were working on this for a week. And, you know, there is a celebrity factor to this. Let's just say sometimes when stuff like this is going to happen, someone might speak up because they want to be the cool person. They want to be the person that helps someone out that, Hey, ASAP, just give me a little heads up. The cops are going to, you know, look come and search your place and nobody spoke up so they was able to stay quiet so they were they, they said they wanted to see if they could get their hands on the gun the they gun. think what? that the gun may have still been at his house they didn't want it removed they didn't even let rihanna go in the house when she stopped by to pick up some stuff they were like nope what? stay yeah. away and uh just didn't say anything they, the, the cops who we know leak stories from time to time you know someone will call a report you know that <laughs> that's T right there. Uh, I think oh, yeah, we know a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. So, but they were able to not let that get out, mm -hmm. saying giving them the heads up because 
I know sometimes you want to be the cool cop or, you know, someone wants to be the cool cop or say, hey, I want to tip someone off to to be in their good graces. But everyone stay quiet just to blindside them to see if they were able to find the gun. We don't know what's going on yet. You know, he was in yeah. he was arrested. for He was in pretty much cuffs. He was in. What's the word, Dak? He was in for about a few hours. He was. Yeah, they, he posted bail like five hundred fifty thousand dollars. He's out right now, um, as they try to, you know, move forward with this case. I think the LAPD said we're going to present this to the district attorney and go from there. So we'll see where this ends up. But yeah, I mean, between all this, I mean, all this news is going to put Rihanna into labor. <laughs> I mean, she's I mean, almost well, there. That's it. Thinking and about Rihanna and dealing- all this, you guys. This is not a fun time to have to deal with a bunch of drama with your boyfriend because you should be focused on the life you're about to bring into this world. And yeah, all this stress can definitely trigger an early labor. But uh, anyway, that is your top 10 rundown, your raw rundown for the week. You are now caught up. You can go into the weekend feeling like you know all the good drama that happened in entertainment news. Dana, Thank you so much for joining us. And if you want to check out a great podcast, head on over to Dishing Drama with Dana Wilkie um, and definitely listen to our episode. We were slinging all kinds of fun tea with her. Uh, You know, she's obviously got such a history in this entertainment industry with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but we talked all about it. And uh, we highly recommend you checking out that episode and obviously head on over to her YouTube page, Decadish Dana. Um, You can see... How do you explain that YouTube page to people that haven't checked it out, Dana? Well, I do 10-minute gossip sessions, and but I'm very informational. I, you know, so I do, it's not like glossy, it's like deep. And then we speculate about it. And that's kind of my little niche. And I cover pretty much everything, whatever I want to. (laughs) <laughs> Love it. Well, make sure you check that out and you can follow her on social media. Make sure you uh, like, subscribe, and uh, leave us a review on the podcast that you guys, we tell you all the time that is the biggest way to say thank you. Uh, you know, and we appreciate it. And obviously, during our, our, our interview episodes, we'll read out a little uh, uh, a review as our thank you to you guys. Thank you so much. Adam, where can they find you on social media, sir? You can find me at, at Adam Glynn, G-L-Y-N. You can find Dax Holt at D-A-X-H-O-L-T. We'll see you guys next time. Bye, you guys. A Huda Media Production.